We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're going to continue today and just hook up right where we left off in the other session because we were talking about the fact that man was created on a higher order than angels. Now that seems to be contrary, you see, to what the Scripture says. And I want us to go back and recap just briefly because I just felt that we didn't get far enough into that in the other session. Now, in Psalms, the eighth chapter, let's go there and let me point this out because I don't want anyone to go out of here and misunderstand what has been said and go off and say that Brother Camp says that we are God. I didn't say that. I'm saying what the Bible says and you need to know the right relationship to it. Now let's read from Psalms, the eighth chapter. See, we're talking about in his image. The Bible says God created man in his own image and his likeness and said, let them have dominion. So the subject matter is authority, and we're talking about the fact that man was created with greater authority than angels. Now, he fell below that, and he got to where he didn't have the authority, as angels did in certain areas. But now let's read from Psalms 8th chapter again. Verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Now notice, madest him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with glory and honor. But the word angel here in verse 5 is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is plural for God. Now, we talked about in John the 10th chapter where Jesus said, I said, ye are gods, to whom the word of God came. Now, he's speaking to the people there. Now, what are you going to do with that? When you begin to kind of rub people the wrong way talking about these things that they've never understood. Sometimes it's hard for them to grasp this. So be open-minded to it and don't go off and say something that we didn't say. I'm not saying we are God. I'm pointing out to you what the Scripture said and that God intended for mankind to be the God over the earth and to subdue it and have dominion over it. Now that's the point we're driving at. Now let's read again from Psalms 82. We didn't read but two verses there. In the other session, I want to read verse 1 down through verse 6. In fact, we may read the whole chapter. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Now, for fear of being ridiculed the way they translated this, when they translated this out of the original, there's three words here in verse 1 of Psalms 82 that is the Hebrew word Elohim. God, the first word is Elohim, standeth in the congregation of the mighty. The word mighty is the word Elohim. And then you come on down to the last word, which is translated God's, is Elohim. So what it's actually saying here is Elohim standeth in the congregation of the Elohim. He judgeth among the Elohim. (laughs) Now, for fear of getting things balled up to where they couldn't explain it. They, for some reason, they didn't put it that way. But now, let's read it on down. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the person of the wicked? Now, see, there's people that have said, well, now, you see, verse 1 there is talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, it sounds good till you get to verse 2. Then it says, how long will you judge unjustly? Well, now, who is he accusing? 
of judging unjustly, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so you're in trouble there with that kind of interpretation on it. Well, that's not what he's talking about. Certainly, he is referring to man. Now, let's read verse 2. How long will you judge unjustly except the person of the wicked? Defend the poor, the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you the children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Now this is the context of the scripture that we read in Hebrews, the second chapter as well as with Psalms, the 8th chapter, where actually that Hebrews, the 2nd chapter, came from. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6, comes from Psalms 8. So in this, what we find is that in the translation, there were some things lost here that is very important to authority. And that is that God intended for man to be God. And he called him to be gods over the earth. Notice this is a little g. Not a big G. He is not God over God. But he is a man under authority. He is God under the leadership or rulership of Almighty God. Man is not Almighty. But he is and was created on a higher order than angels. Now, he fell to a point that he was below that. But I wanted you to see that before we went any further with this teaching on authority. Because it's necessary that we understand that. Now, I want us to go back to Genesis. Go back to Genesis, the first chapter. And let's read again what God said in verse 26. God said, Let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Now, this is one of the most profound statements in the whole Bible. And yet, people just read over it and think nothing of it sometimes. I know I did for years. But we need to look at this. We need to meditate on it. So God created man. Notice, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God created man. Not only did he make him, now we're going to show you something just a little further in the second chapter here about God making man's body, but that was not the creation. We need to understand that because we are in the image and the likeness of God. Now, there's some things that are missed in the King James here and in other translations. The word likeness in the original Hebrew, not the Hebrew that's used today, but the original, the word likeness there actually says, created a duplication of kind. In other words, what God did when he created Adam was he reduplicated himself in kind. Now, I didn't say that he made Adam God equal to himself. I didn't say that. He reduplicated himself in kind. Now, what kind is God? Now, think. use your head a minute. <laughs> Let's think about this thing. What kind is God? The Bible says that God is a spirit. 
then if he reduplicated himself in kind or created man in his own image and in his own likeness, then man is a spirit being. We say it this way, man is a spirit being, he has a soul, and he lives in a physical body. Now, we're so much an exact duplication of God's kind until we are a threefold being, spirit, soul, and body. Now, we need to understand that. Now, they all relate to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I like to say it this way. I think it'll help you understand it. Let's say, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then there is spirit, soul, and body of man. Man relates to Jesus, or Jesus relates to man, in the fact that he called himself the Son of Man. He was the physical manifestation of God in the earth in physical form, or God's Word personified in the earth. So he relates to the physical man. Now the soul of man, which is made up of his will, his mind, and his emotions, relates to the Holy Spirit, which is spoken of all through the Scriptures as a teacher and guide. Now, see, sometimes we get mixed up about the soul of man. Somebody says so many souls saved, and, and we use it in a sense that sometimes is not correct, because the soul of man is his will, his mind, and his emotions. It's actually his guidance system. I'd like to say it this way. I believe the soul of man is the coupler that links the spirit to the body. Now, I'll say that again. I believe the soul of man is the coupler that links the spirit to the body. Now, the spirit that is in me, how does it communicate with the body? It comes through the will, the mind, the emotions... There is direction there, received in that. Now, as we look at this, Jesus relates to man. The soul of man relates to the Holy Spirit. And, of course, we know the Holy Spirit dwells in the human spirit, so let's, let's don't get that confused. But then the spirit of man, which relates to God who is a spirit. But they all come together in one. Now, if you get a good understanding of that, you can see why that Jesus says, I and them and thou and me, that they may be perfect in one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and man being a spirit, having a soul, and living in a body. They all fit together and they all become one. Jesus is in us. God is in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. In the person, God dwells in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So we become one with God. The identity is there. So what we're saying here in Genesis is, and what God is saying, that He made man in His image and in His likeness so much an exact duplication of His kind until we can become one, in effect, one. I hope you can see that the way I see it in my spirit. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, we have a CD offer. It's CD offer number 7237. It's called The Dominion Principle. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. You remember in the Genesis account, God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth. 
And then he created man in his image and likeness and said, Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl there, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, it's one thing to have dominion. It's another thing to exercise dominion. There's no doubt that God gave mankind authority on this planet. And it's not God's responsibility to do the things that God told us to do. Now, we get into the scriptures and we find in John chapter 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, the Word was God, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, and in Him was life, and the life was the light of men, the light shineth in darkness, darkness comprehended it not or could not prevail against it. Light always has dominion over darkness. You need to understand that. You turn the light on and darkness has to flee. God has given us authority in the earth. When you plant a seed, you're taking dominion over the soil and forcing it to produce. But you see, we have to have a seed. Now, the seed is the word of God in the parable of the sower in Mark 4. The seed is the word of God. The way you sow it is by saying it. There is no dominion without planting a seed by saying or planting a physical seed. This series will give you insight into how to exercise dominion, the dominion principle. Offer number 7237 for a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.